Hey, hey, what's good, everybody? I hope you guys are doing fantastic. For those of you coming back, I just want to say welcome back. For those of you listening for the very first time, welcome to Level Up with Chris Patrick. It is an absolute pleasure to steal a moment of y'all's time to pour into you guys and help you guys become the best versions of yourselves, the best fathers and husbands that y'all can be. And for the ladies out there listening to, thank you so much for your continued support. I really appreciate you guys. All right. So today we're going to be talking about how it gets worse before it gets better. And trust me when I say it gets freaking better. Trust and believe that. Okay. But before it does, man, it is no joke. It does get harder. Okay. I was reading my morning devotionals this morning and it's all right if you don't believe in God and all that fun stuff, right? But for me, that's the foundation on which I live on. So like as I'm reading it, I like how the author of this devotional kind of used an analogy that I can relate with and correlated with something that I I struggle with on a day-to-day basis and that's running, right? I'm a short five foot six and a half dude. So my legs weren't exactly built for running. I mean, I am fast as hell, but I cannot run to save my life. Okay, it would take weeks of conditioning for me to finally get to a point in my running journey where it wouldn't be a struggle any longer. Okay, weeks of consistency and going out there every single day and making it happen. And when I go out there and I start running, and maybe you can relate with this also, but once you start running, isn't it true, especially on the colder mornings, that your lungs hurt for about the first, I want to say anywhere between the first 10 to 20 minutes of running. And then after that, it's almost like you fall into this this runner's god. I, I don't know, but it's like a, a runner's cloud where your lungs will all of a sudden stop hurting during that run. And the rest of the run will be a breeze. Hell, you could keep running further than you had before because your body and your lungs are just conditioned to those circumstances at that given point in time. See, fatherhood's a lot like that. It hurts for a short while. And sometimes in that short while, it feels like an eternity. Man, sometimes as we're parenting our kids, whew, it is, it is another monster, man. It really freaking is, but like, it gets better. And not only does it get better, it gets easier the further into it you get. But you gotta endure, you gotta stick around, you gotta push through, you have to persevere through those crap moments. You know what I'm talking about. Those moments where you're trying to put your daughter to sleep and she's screaming in your face no matter how hard you tried, even though she's got a fresh diaper on, full belly, she took a bath, played at the park that day, and she is still screaming in your face and there's nothing you can do about it. Absolutely nothing other than just lay there with her and be patient. Right. Or your son is 
absolutely refusing to eat his dinner. And you guys grew up in a way where if you didn't eat, you got slapped on the butt for it or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was absolutely downright disrespectful to not eat when we were growing up. So when your kid looks at you, when when he looks at you full in the face and says, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. There are those moments, man. But you got to persevere through them. And when you do, when you choose to change your mindset that this is temporary, it's going to change the trajectory of how you parent. It's going to change the trajectory of your life. You just got to keep going. I'm not saying I'm perfect, man. I get pissed off. I'll be honest. You know, I, I get so angry. My wife just bought me a punching bag because... I need to unleash my rage in a healthy way. I've got two kids. One is three. One is about to be two in the next five months. Guys, it's a lot. And we're trying for baby number three at this point in our lives. So it's like the madness, (laughs) the chaos is only going to get thicker. The storm around me and my wife is only about to brew stronger. And there's only one way through a storm, and that's through the thick of it. Yeah, there's there's peace in the eye of the storm, but there's still another half of the storm on the other side of that eye. So I have to get my mind straight. We, us guys, have to get our minds straight by acknowledging the fact that, first off, we're responsible for our children. For at least the next 18 to 25 years. So the idea of, oh man, I can't wait until they're teenagers. Or I can't wait until I go back to work. Or I can't wait to get out of the house. Or I can't wait till they move out. All all these thoughts or things that we say as a stab at, man, I just don't want a parent today. Honestly, like, it's okay to have that feeling too. I don't know about you. I have it almost every day. (laughs) I will wake up, especially if it's an off day and I don't have to go into work. I sit there and go, man, I do not want to parent today. It is not something I want to do. I just want to sleep or I just want to binge watch Netflix or I just want to chill and play Call of Duty, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we have to change our mindset from... I don't want a parent today to no parent gets a day off. We need to we need to begin to take steps towards something better. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a day off. That would be behoove of me, okay? No, no, no. Don't don't ever think that I'm saying that. There are a, there are right ways to doing this and wrong ways to doing this. Uh, You can already understand what the wrong ways are. So let's just skip that patch and just go right on into the right ways. Guys, babysitters. Babysitters. Some of us have mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, auntie, unky, whoever the heck raised you. If they're nearby and they are healthy for our kids, then yeah, that's someone to be like, hey, (laughs) I need you to take the kids for the day. I need a break or these kids fun to die today. No, I'm just playing. But seriously, you got to call them and be like, hey, I need a break. 
please help me out. Or if you're like me and you don't really have family because they're all the way on the other side of the country or what what have you, right? You have no family near you whatsoever. Then that's where you need to begin to either A, cultivate friendships at work or wherever your your circle of influence is and start being like, hey, who wants to make some money babysitting? You know, and pay them and pay them well. That way that they're willing to do it again because trust me, like I say, 18 to 25 years, you're going to need these babysitters. Don't screw them over. But hey, can you watch the kids for me, please? Please, for the love of God, I... I need a break, please. And nine times out of ten, especially if you've chosen someone you work with, they probably see your stress. And they'd be like, you know what? Hey, yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it. You can bring them over anytime you need. Just give me a heads up beforehand. Or, you know, if it's someone else, just, I mean, do your homework, obviously. Try to run a background check if you have access to doing stuff like that. But if you don't, my recommendation is, you could always go on different different platforms out there, right? Especially depending on what city you live in or what state. And you can nine times out of ten look up on Facebook. For me, I live in Norfolk, Virginia. So I can look up, uh, you know, child care centers. I can look up uh, babysitting groups, parenting groups on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that to where... I can get connected with all the right people and literally just do a post. This, these are the days every week that I need a babysitter from this time to this time. This is my rate of pay. Who's willing to help? And within, guys, I kid you not, an hour, there will be almost 100 comments. Now, some of us, we struggle with receiving help, right? We go, oh, I don't need no one's charity. Mm, I can do this on my own. Well, I mean, dude, have you met you? You're kind of angry. You're angry for a reason. And if your marriage is on the rocks and all these different things, it's because of the fact that y'all need a break. You guys need to be able to get back together and find out who you are beyond kids because... See, the common misconception here is that we're married, so I already know who she is and she knows who I am. No, BS. You are not who you used to be. Today is mine and my wife's nine-year anniversary of knowing each other, being together in a relationship. Not wedding anniversary, just nine years of being together completely and... She is not the same person that she was nine years ago. She's stronger. She's more beautiful. She's amazing, incredible, strong as hell, you know, and the greatest mother I've ever seen in my entire life. And I would know because I've had a lot of moms growing up through foster care, and she is by far the best mom I have ever met. Okay, so, but as far as a wife goes, she's totally different, totally different from the woman that she used to be. Okay, and baby, if you're listening to this, just know that I mean this with all positivity. 
I'm not saying anything negative. You have grown exponentially. And I cannot fathom how hard it's been, especially with me being in the military. You are alone with the kids all the time. And I see the toll that it takes. And I'm going to do my absolute best to continue getting babysitters in the very near future so that we can continue to date and continue to get to know these new versions of us. Okay? I love you, babe. But guys, that's what you've got to do. You've got to take control of your household and take control of your kids. But look, I need a babysitter. I need help. Guys, we weren't meant to do this life alone. And I'm not saying alone as far as you need a a partner, a spouse, a co-parent, what have you. No, I'm talking about y'all need friends. Y'all need family to step in so that you guys can remain happy. A lot of times divorce ends up happening because of stuff like, oh, we fell out of love. First off, that's another podcast episode for another day. No such thing as falling out of love in my perspective Look forward to that because next season we'll be talking about marriage. But, okay, I want y'all to understand something here. Time is precious, especially the ladies. They want your time. They want you to listen. Shut up. Stop talking. Listen to what they're saying. They want to spend quality time with you. They want to have love-making time. They want not not screwing, not effing, no, making love. They, they want honesty, communication, loyalty. Sometimes they just want to snuggle. They can't do any of that with kids jumping up and down on the bed and running around or slamming doors and getting all wired and crazy and... They don't have any relaxation. There's no relaxation in any of that chaos. We've got to begin to take control of our lives. It's crazy when you think about it because we never thought having a baby would... I mean, on some level, we all knew it would change our lives. But for a lot of us, we didn't think that children have the capability of ruining our lives but it's also a two-way street the child can't necessarily ruin our life unless we allow it unless we allow the chaos that having a kid in the home comes with if that makes any sense like we have to decide that we're not going to allow these little heathens (laughs) to destroy everything around us. No, we have to say, look, I'm the parent. (laughs) I've been telling my son that a lot. I'm the man of this house. What I say goes. If I tell you to do something, little man, you're going to do it. Daddy loves you, but you need to listen to daddy. Okay. We have to take control. We got to stop blaming our kids. We have to. I know that it's hard right now. Did I not just say it gets harder before it gets better? It gets worse before it gets better, right? I know that it's difficult. I know that it's traumatizing. 
And hell, more than half of it is dealing with our own trauma, with how we were raised. Hint, hint, wink, wink, last episode. But, you know, we, we have to understand that. More, I would say damn near 92% of it is dealing with the trauma of how we were raised and how we need to be raising our children. But the other 8% is a big-ass 8%. And we have to take control of that 8% and be like, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what I want my life to look like. And these are the steps that I'm going to begin to take so that I can make that plan a reality in my life and my marriage. Okay. Now, if you're a single parent, that is okay. Instead of marriage, I want you to think about your sanity. These are the steps I'm going to begin to take for my own freaking sanity (laughs) so that I can have a moment of freaking peace. Because, (laughs) y'all, my my wife is home. God bless her soul. My wife is home all day, every day with the kids when I'm at work. And I have these cursed duty days, too, where I sleep on the ship if we're not underway or on deployments, right? So that means she's used to me home all week and then for 24 hours longer than that, she doesn't see me, okay? So she's almost a single parent. I get home and I see the toll that it takes. I see the stress on her shoulders and it's a lot. And then I get home and the the kids kind of get pawned on me a little bit more than normal and it stresses me out. So I understand what it feels like to be a single parent on some level, maybe not fully, but trust me, you need to begin to take the necessary steps for your own sanity. Take control. Guys, I hope you found this episode enlightening and maybe got some helpful tips. Until next time, you've been listening to Level Up with Chris Patrick. Thank you.